Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Alright, Talk and Power podcast episode 106 and we're all back in the studio. You know, I worked out, it was November the last time the three of us were here. <laughs> do, do, do you remember that? Yeah, I'm trying to recover from the volume. <laughs> Nick's so excited his glasses are fogging up. I am, uh, look how fogged up they are. I no, I've missed a couple of episodes because I was preempting getting banned for a couple of episodes for comments regarding the election <laughs> that I haven't made yet. See, that was like I was travelling back in time. Oh, there. wow. Are we going there tonight? Because, oh, anyway, I think I'll be getting a ban as well on the one. <laughs> you can't do it if you want. Go for it. We've got politics on the on the agenda we here. We have, actually. Yeah, politics on the agenda. But anyway, what do you guys, what's, what's been happening? Tell us a bit about what's been happening in, in the world of Todd and Simon. You, you go first. Well, I go first. <laughs> well, it says in my notes, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about because we're going to talk about that later. But anyway. Yeah, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about Target, <laughs> Target Albany shortly and I'll talk about Western Nationals. So I'm gonna, I'll give a rundown on Western Nationals. But um, look, we've got Clint to come on soon as well. So... Uh, yeah, just give us a bit of a rundown if you want. Um, just normal work for me, yeah. I guess you'd say. Well, I'm okay. busy and getting busier, and I bet your son's going to say the same thing. I, I have been very busy. Uh, I uh, nearly completed an order for 10 uh, 2x400 transmissions, so it took a while. Wow. But the main thing, since I spoke to you guys last, is I drove the XY home. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We, we may have reported that. We did, oh, you did mention you? that, yeah. yeah. We were excited, but there you go. yeah, we were pretty excited by that news. Uh, so, um, there's some other stuff that, I don't know, I, I, I might talk about it a bit later on in the episode, yep. but, um, you know, just busy with that, busy with the, the lead up to the Western Nationals, um, you know, busy with life. <laughs> no, it's good, that's good, that's good, it's good to hear. Anyway, look, we'll, we'll cross over. We've got Clint on the line, so we'll have a brief chat with him. Clint is the proprietor, or he runs the Southwest Indoor Motor Show. I'm really looking forward to that. I'll be heading down there in two weeks' time for that. That's on the 19th, 20th, and 21st of March. Yep. I believe um, coincides with Targa Southwest. Yes, it does. Jeez, I wish we, all these guys would get together and just start working out, like, it's not clashing dates. But anyway, that's, it is what it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the weekend is gone, the long weekend. We worked out there was seven different events on. Well, they're not far away from each other, are they? No. No. No, so if you if you crash out of Targa, you can <laughs> go and check out the car show. That's it. That's Maybe exactly even into right. your, your car there. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll take a short break here, and we're going to catch up with Clint right after this. Welcome back to the Talk and Power podcast. We've got a special guest with us uh, here right now. We've got Clinton Wall. Clinton's on the line. Uh, Clint, thanks for joining us. Well, great, Nick, for having me on. Um, I feel very pleasured and grateful to have a chat. 
Hey, look, we're, we're um, we, we, well, look, I mean, we, I must thank you first for you come up to us on a, at our 100th episode to have a, a chat about um, what you're doing. And um, let's have a quick discussion about it now. It's the Southwest Indoor Motors or, uh, Indoor Motor Show uh, happening on the 19th to the 21st of March 2021 down in the lovely Bustleton at the Georgiana Malloy Anglican uh, School. So tell us a little bit about it. I, I've um, I've watched your event from a from afar, but this year I'm heading down there. I know I'm, I must be honest. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, well, pretty much what we what we try to aim for every year is maybe not the biggest event, but quality of vehicles and building friendship up. And over the last five years, we've been able to get permits for guys who've blown cars and to cruise the streets. No real rules or anything. They've just got to behave themselves. Mm-hmm. But we also get quite a lot of good quality cars turning up. And we have... Um, people think it's just an indoor show, but there's outdoor show for you, just your street-driven vehicles. And this year, we've got about seven hours of showtime over the couple of days, but we've got about eight hours of actually cruising around the southwest. So it's more than just an indoor show there, Nick. Yeah, look, I mean, I've been watching your posts, and um, I've, I've that's, this is a thing that I found interesting, and, and uh, young Todd went to it last year, and that's one of the things he, he noticed that the cars sort of came and went, and he found that quite good, actually. So tell us about the cruising. There's cruising on the Friday night, correct me if I'm wrong, on the Saturday, and any cruises on the Sunday? Yeah, okay. Well, well this year, we're, we've changed it up a bit. Our, two years ago, we had a, a meet and greet in the streets of Bustleton, but this year we've decided to take it out of Bustleton and to welcome everyone down to the southwest and get the hype around the area. We're doing approximately about a 60-kilometre cruise down to Dunsborough, mm-hmm. where we'll cruise all through the main streets of Bustleton and head down to Dunsborough. Some people might have a coldie down there or have, have dinner with their wife, etc. And then we'll come back on Friday night. The people that are lucky enough to be able to put their vehicles in indoors, they'll set their cars in display. And the rest of us will just have have a bit of company while we're there. Just have a, have a chat, or they'll just go off and go to their motels, etc. Now Saturday, once the show's done with, um, at 1 p.m., we're going to head off and do our Cape to Cape cruise, which is about a 250-kilometre round cruise. So we leave from Bustleton and go all the way down to Augusta, mm-hmm. and then via Kays Road back into Dunsborough, which is it's a, it's a beautiful drive. You're going through all the, the, um, the trees and, and just the scenery and the roads are really well um, behaved, uh, real mannered down there. They're, they're very good condition, the road. Yeah. So that's a pretty good one. It's a 250-kilometre round trip, roughly, and um, everyone loves that. That used to be our Australia Day event we used to put on. So I've just combined that in with this uh, event this year to make it a bit different. And then Sunday morning... For the people that are uh, nice early risers, we're going to go for a cruise down to Margaret River and just have a coffee, etc., before coming back for the show. So there's probably about, I reckon, about 350 kilometres of cruising, just mm-hmm. of our three main uh, planned cruises. And then the guys that are burnout cars, they come and go all day, both on Saturday and Sunday. And usually what those boys do, they'll take people around for a cruise but they'll make sure they put some money into the charity, which is Beyond Blue this year. And yep. um, Beyond Blue, you know, so many people are affected 
by suicide or depression, especially in the males, but the women, um, it's there as well. So mm -hmm. it's a real problem, um, you know, depression and, and suicide in Australia. Yep. And I know it's not about how much money we can raise, it's about having those people that can talk to people. And that's where the money goes. If, if, if there's no coin in for those people to be there to talk to all these people and to seek help for them, there's nothing for anyone and you know I've been affected myself and my family have with suicide in our family and mm -hmm. I just think it's time we all get out and start talking to each other and that's why I picked Beyond Blue this year just, yeah. just to let's get aware of it the disease and talk to our friends yeah so, certainly certainly and it's a great great cause and uh hats off to you for for organizing such an event where that all you know the funding the money goes to that to beyond blue clint i want to talk about the prizes what you've got on offer for four lucky contestants i know i listened through the awards but just talk us through we've got up for grabs here a spot at Red Centre Nats, you're going to fly and transport someone's vehicle there and also to the Coolangatta Cooley Rocks as well. So tell us a bit about just those two and then and then maybe the Summer Nats uh, uh, price as well and Motorex too. Okay, well, what it is, Nick, is I'm, I'm all about giving. I really, I love this sport. I had open heart surgery as an infant and they stopped counting at 14 holes in my heart as a child and wow. um, my parents lost me a few times on the table. So I've taken up motorsport as my passion and my sport. Mm. I wasn't able to play football. Um, I wasn't allowed to play any of those contact sports. So my events I put on because of my passion and it's not always about the money for me. I've, I've always given to a charity. Yep. Um, I think we've raised approximately about $35,000 for Gimme Five for Kids um, since we've been put on the Southwest Indoor Motor Show. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the transport business with First Class Automotive Transport. I thought, let's get some of these guys that may not be able to get a chance to do it because of funding, an opportunity to get their car up the Red Centre Nats, which is an amazing event. And yeah. I'll be going anyway. And I thought, you know what? I might put a few little events like this up for auction. So for anyone that's got like a, a real tough car, um, I'm going to be hand selecting 10 cars out of the weekend. But instead of having the cars actually judged, how it's going to be is it's going to be a, a guessing comp, how many jelly beans are in the container. So all those 10 people are in a chance to win. So there's no he knew somebody. That's the only reason he's won it. So everyone's going to have a chance. And then the 50s and 60s are a hot rod. I'm going to take them up to the Cooley Rocks. I've got mm -hmm. family up there, and that's just another amazing event. And that goes for about a week. And, you know, if you've got a 50s or 60 car or a hot rod, that's a, an event you must go to. Yeah. You know, it's an awesome, awesome event. And then for just the street cars, any of the guys come in with street cars, I'll be sending two of them over to Summon Out. So I won't be taking their car, but... I'll take them over to Summer Nats. I'll, I'll get them some accommodation and sort them out and introduce them to a few people that I know in the sport over there and we'll, I'll hang out with them and we'll just have a good time and, and so forth. And then the person that's got the, the best show vehicle that has maybe been already to Motor X, mm -hmm. I'm going to take them to Melbourne and do the same. Yeah, Won't okay. be with their car, but I'll take them over to Melbourne. So there's probably about 
20k worth of prizes or or more. Yeah. Which you don't get to get in the different in events. So I'm all about just giving back. And yeah. This is the way I feel I can do my part to the sport and just giving um, giving back. So. It, it's it's an incredible suite of prizes. When when I when I went through the prize, I said, "Is this, it, I, I couldn't believe it. This is this is really amazing." And I urge everyone to get on board with this. And people with you know some really nice cars out there. It's the only stipulation is you, you they have to enter the car for the three days, which is which is no big deal. I don't think that's a huge ask. Uh, but they have their cars entered for the the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st, which is, as I said, no no big deal. But I think that is an absolutely amazing and really great some great prizes on offer there for some lucky entrant. Oh, for sure, Nick. And like the beauty about it is, you know, I, I don't keep everyone there. If they want to take off down the road and get some dinner, or mm. or they want to go and have a coldie, they're welcome to go out. Obviously, the cars inside the pavilion, it's a little bit harder to just let them come and go whenever they want. But, you know, we'll pull their cars out once the, the public's gone and let them come out and have a cruise and do what they want to do with their wives or their friends with their car. Now, it's only $10 also to enter. Yeah. So that's 10 bucks per person in that vehicle, but that's for the three days. Now, also, we've got Bayview Geograph Resort here in Boston, and they're looking after people that are entrance. So $100 or something like that per night, staying more than one night. So wow. realistically, a pretty cheap weekend. And, and at the end of it, you know, people will get friendships out of this. It's, hmm. it's, um, it's just that type of an event. It's a nice chilled out atmosphere. There's no real pressure there. And we're not having 50,000 people come through. So the guys are, um, don't have to stress about the cars being on display. We, we may only get like a thousand people through the door per day. Mm. And um, it, yeah, it's just a nice chilled out atmosphere. And yeah. I've made so many good friends out of doing this event over my time. And a lot of people that I know go, you know what, we we come down to so we can meet, meet up with such and such again. Mm. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, it just brings memories for them, you know. So it's, um, it's about the people. It's all about us all getting together and joining our company and trying to raise a bit of a coin and awareness for Beyond Blue. So, yeah. yeah. The, the other important thing to note is it's probably in the heartland of probably the most prettiest part of Western Australia, really. I mean, there's probably a lot of other people in Western Australia that would, would disagree, but, the, I mean, there's no argument that the Brusselton, uh, Margaret River, Dunsborough, Augusta, you know, that that region there is probably one of the most picturesque parts of Western Australia. And, and uh, you're doing a, you can do a vineyard tour as well. There'll be a vineyard tour running as well that people can do if they wish to head off at some stage. So I think what you're doing is, a, is amazing and it's in the heartland of, of really amazing Western Australia. Yeah, you're right there, Nick. It's, it's bustled in, in this area. It's, it is so nice. And the reason I've done the bus tours was just to get the girls involved more, make mm. it more not just a guy's sport. And there's a lot of women out there that are right into the sport now and probably upset some of our boys they're doing a better job. Yep. Um, you know, but the more the more you can sort of make it more of a family or a wife and husband sort of type of event, um, I think that's a bonus for people. 
to yeah. jump on board. So just doing the winery tour, you know, again, it's more about it's about friendships that get built. You know, um, some of these people don't know them, but by the time they do a winery tour on the Saturday or even on the Sunday, they, they've got contacts for the rest of their life. And that's right. That's really great. That's that's important to me that people um, have that opportunity to meet new people that love the same things that we all love and reunite once a year and come down and re- really um, soak it all in. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. You know, we'll we'll all have some have a couple of drinks um, on Saturday evening as well, and um, yeah, we just all have a really good time together, and that's that's the beauty of it. It's, it's, it's um, about a bunch of characters just really getting on together and just enjoying quality time. Yeah, most certainly, most certainly. Now, Clint, a couple more questions. I, one one thing that was I was curious about, you had permits available for the blowing cars. Is it, is it too late to get any more permits or, or is there still, there's still some available? Well, look, they're, they're still available to get, but obviously, you know, the longer these guys leave it, the mm. less likely they're going to get one. Yep. Um, so they they can still contact me. Um, they've got to they've got to send me some images of their car so I know what what it is because it's not about just getting any old bunky car out in the road that's not regos. It's got to have it's got to have um, some street appeal to it. You know, yeah. you can't have just panels hanging off it and etc. It's got to look presentable. The Buckingham Police here are, are right behind the sport. Um, over the past years, we've never had one one real issue at all being out the road. Uh, just a funny story, we actually had, two years ago, we had Brandon Mitchell with his uh, grudge, the Camaro. I don't know if you know the car, but mm-hmm. yep. um, a bright orange Camaro. He actually took out the mayor from Buffalo for a cruise, and <laughs> he actually got followed into the to the school by the local the, the police. But what we found out was the police were actually from out of town. Oh. And once we started talking to them, they they didn't even say goodbye to us. They just turned around and got their car <laughs> because the local police are right behind the sport and they're right behind the guys having the opportunity to do it. So, you know, obviously they, they say, look, if they're playing up, they're going to get pulled over. Mm. But if they're keeping it neat on the street, a little bit of a rev here or there, they're not too concerned. Yeah. So it's really up to the guys of the cars to really be good and show what the sport's about. Um, you know, there's places that they can go and let their hair down, but this event's not for, not for that. So, yeah. just the privilege of being able to drive it around. You know, go to McDonald's or go through the drive-through. Um, again, two years ago, I wasn't aware, but there was about five or six cars all decided to do a, a Bunnings run through the drive-through at Bunnings. Yeah. Where all the traders collect all their timber. Um, they loved it. Bunnings people loved it, so oh. I don't know if that will happen again this year. But um, yeah, they didn't go to McDonald's; they went to Bunnings. Yeah, I think I saw a photo of that actually. I, that was that was a good one. I, I thought yeah. that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, we've got, we've got probably about six or seven cars so far that have they've, they're um, coming along. Mm-hmm. So there should be a few tough cars out in the street. Yeah. No, it's sounding very good, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you on the on the Saturday the 20th. I'll be down there. Now, tell us uh, sponsors you need to thank. I know First Class Automotive Transport's one of them. Anyone else? Well, not really. Got Triple M. They're doing some radio for a few weeks for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've put a bit of, bit of radio airtime on for us, and also Trade Hire 
down here in Bustle and trade hire are one of the first businesses that are always there for any sports or any events down here in Bustle and they're always putting their hand up. So without trade hire being able to supply some temp fence and etc., um, you know, things will be a bit tight for us. Yeah, yeah. But yep. uh, Bayfinds also, they, they help out with a little bit of print work for me. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much myself at Hold On Promotions and First Pass Automotive Transport this yep. year. I, just with, with COVID-19, um, I was, a lot of businesses were real sceptical about it and wanting to support it, but not until a week prior when they knew that things were going to happen. Mm. And um, yeah, several people sort of said, why... Why do it? You know, you should just cancel it. And I didn't want to cancel it. I yeah. wanted to, to do this event. So, I, yes, I have had to downscale a little bit because uh, usually I am very generous and I've downscaled a little bit. But I, I'm in the industry. I'll outlay a bit of coin out of my own pocket and put this on. And, you know, hopefully I'll recover that a bit later with my transport. So, mm. um, it's all like I said, it's all about trying to get um, Beyond Blue out there with the car yeah. community that we all talk to each other about it. Uh, we all know there's quite a lot of car people that have committed suicide mm. in the probably last five years especially. Yep. And, um, yeah, we just need to talk to our friends, our family. And, you know, if we're not comfortable talking to our friends and family, we've always got the support lines to call. That's right. And so, you know, and that's what it's about, Nick. It's more about getting the word out there it's not about how much money is getting made. If we can make $1,000 for the charity, that's wonderful. But, you know, if we can save someone, that's even better. Mm. So I just yeah. urge everyone, you know, especially the guys from Perth, come down. It's only a couple of hours down the road. Mm. All the roads down here are beautiful condition roads. Yes. Um, they're not full of potholes or anything like that. They're all very good roadways. And like I said, local police are right behind us down here. Um, they enjoy it. The community enjoys it, so um, sub stall our car if you just listeners out there now really to just to get in the car. If they can't make three days, just come down for a day. Yeah. But um, it's ten dollars to get in, so if they've got a car, it, you know, like a good car, ten dollars. What's ten dollars per person in that car? Yeah, that's it's right. Nothing. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That no, sounds good, Clint, and I'm, uh, we're, we're really looking forward to, to getting down there and uh, and people can find information at your Facebook page, Hold On Promotions, and also your website as well. You want to give that a plug? Yeah, it's uh, clintonwaronline.wixsite slash swims2021. Yep. So for that one there. But a lot of it will be on my Facebook at Hold On Promotions. Okay. So... Um, but yeah, no, looking forward to it, Rick. We've got quite a few new cars turning up this year as well, which is always nice to have some new cars. We've got a, a, a new car from down Albany that's coming. Um, first event the car's going to be at, which is a fairly high-level vehicle. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing some of these newer cars coming in. So um, I'm looking, starting to look forward to it, starting to G myself up a bit. And um, I've just come back from over east, but this is my last trip for yep. a few weeks now so I can concentrate on the, the show and um, yeah just just looking forward to it yeah okay alright no it sounds good and I'm looking forward to it as well 
All right, Clint, we'll let you get back to it. I really appreciate your time, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. That's the 19th to the 21st of March at Georgiana Malloy Anglican School in Bustleton. It's on Bustle Highway from memory. It's on the... You can't, you can't miss it. Can't miss it. It's essentially coming to the dual carriageway, so just on the left hand yeah. side. There'll be some signs out there, and uh, you, you won't you won't miss the school. Looks like a beautiful school too, I must say. And one thing I should say, Nick, the the school there, George Malloy Anglican School. I've given them the naming partner of this event this year, and I, I, there's been no money exchanged for us. They've they've always just been there for me, mm. and nothing's been hard for them. Yep. So, you know, we've had one or two little nickel problems over the last few years and, and we've just sat down and just talked about it and resolved it and, you know, they, they just put their hand up every time. Yep, when, when, when can we do it again? When can we do it yeah. again? That means a lot to me. So yeah. Yeah. that means more than getting money off someone. That's so, right. So, you know, the school's amazing. It's a great school. So, yeah, the premises, they're fully gated. Um, there's also we've got 24-hour security um, guards on on hand as well, so everyone's cars are safe um, yeah. overnight there as well. So and trailers, etc. So, but just a wonderful school, and without people like that in the community, you can't do these events. So that's right. Thank yeah. You no, definitely, definitely. All right, Clint, we'll let you go. We'll let you get back to transporting, and uh, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk to you in the flesh in a couple of weeks' time. Wonderful, Nick. Thanks very much, and looking forward to having you guys down here. All right, take care. Thanks. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. See ya. Oh, right. it was great to have Clint on for that. It was really appreciated his time. Looking forward to heading down there to the Georgia, sorry, yeah, Georgiana Malloy uh, Anglican School in Bustleton. I went past there actually during my summer break. And is, is that a person's name? I believe so. I did a bit of research, but I couldn't quite remember who it was named after. Georgiana. Georgiana Malloy. Malloy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe mix misses. Yeah. <laughs> the, the late show. <laughs> anyway. No, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah. No, no. But anyway, um, look, it was uh, great to catch up with Clinton. Really appreciate his time on the podcast. And uh, I'll just add, for those going down there, little mm. tip for you. It's not actually in Bustleton. It's before you go into Bustleton. Yeah, yeah, it's out on the highway, yes. on Bustle Highway. You can't miss it, but it's huge. You, you can't, Beautiful but just school. a little tip for players. Don't, yeah, don't, don't go into Bustleton. Yeah, don't head into Bustleton and try and get yourself a pie or something. You've already missed all the action on the hot road. No, 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 but do that at some yeah. point. Get, get a pie and a beer or two. Maybe even... But don't drive. <laughs> yeah, don't drive. Anyway, Western Nationals. Now, I went down to the Western Nationals on the uh, long weekend, and I haven't been to the Western Nationals for two years now because I've been committed to race wars. Yep. Uh, but I got back to the Western Nationals, and I really I realised how much I missed the Western Nationals. Wasn't I, it Wasn't it great to see so many interstate competitors? It was awesome. Did, and these did it guys, not bring back memories of the heyday? Yeah, it did. It certainly did. And in a... In a you know, uh, travel has been difficult, let's just say that, over the past year. And for that many South Australians to head on over here, I thought it was absolutely awesome. But the event itself really went very well, and I really had a great, great time. And looking at the results, most of the races in the finals were very, very close races. So. 
They were. They were very, very close. And I mean, we can talk through the talk through the results. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to talk about just the feel of the of the actual of the of the event itself. Um, good crowd turned up at you know by 5:30 the crowd was in. I like to go early on the Sunday for Western Nationals. I've always gone like at about 2:30, 3 o'clock. I was there by that time, and even then it was a reasonable sized crowd. And uh, just laid out really well. The pit area wasn't too dissimilar to other events, but they did a magnificent job. Not many oil downs. I mean, Jay Upton's Jay Upton's bike was probably the longest uh, break in the events. Um, his bike uh, broke on the track, but they couldn't move it, so they had to get the tilt tray out to get that out of the way. But apart from that, it was a really great. Not, not taking anything away from Jay Upton, I mean, he's a great guy, but yeah, that, that slowed the proceedings down a little bit. But apart from that, it was a really yeah, magnificent Was that in event. the final? That was in the final, yeah. 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 So I'm not sure what went wrong with his bike. Uh, I'm sure he will, I'm not, I'm not sure if anyone knows, but yeah, it was, it was locked up well and truly and unable to be moved. So yeah, no, it was just a great event. And I know some of your customers had a, had a good, good... Oh, yeah, we, we, as far as All Fast went, we had a fantastic event. Um, so uh, Outlaw Radial, top qualifier, and uh, won the events, one of our transes and converters. Uh, top sportsman, top qualifier. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story about top sportsman. Chris Rowe, mm-hmm. he came to me at the beginning of the season. He uh, purchased a new engine for the car. He's had a very successful career in top sportsman. You know, obviously, uh, when you you get a car set up, particularly when you're in that kind of power level that, that he is, uh, it takes a while to, um, you know, to, to get it sorted. So he did that with his previous combo, got the car to go A to B and won the championship. And uh, at the beginning of the season, he bought a new combo and uh, we, we did a, uh, a converter and a transmission package for him. And he said to me, he said, Gons, I don't care if I go out first round every meeting uh, this season. I just want to top qualify and win the Western Nationals. That's all I want. Um, that's what my goal is. And uh, he did it, you yeah. know. And, and you know what? The guy is... I, I've worked with... I've been lucky enough to work with some really astounding racers... Um, Chris Wint uh, mm-hmm. was another one who, who, you know, in Supercharged Outlaws, he just showed up and, and won from day dot, you know. Um, Lee Fallon, um, yeah. you know, back in the day when it was a 10-second streetcar, mm-hmm. um, same thing. He showed up in Super Sedan and he just won, you know. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, Chris is another one of those guys. Uh, he's determined. And, you know... He said to me that uh, another, uh, you know, racer that, that had won a lot said to him, you'll know when you, you're doing well as a racer when people stop talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, heard, I heard that not a lot of people are talking to Chris now. <laughs> but um, it was fantastic to see him, um, uh, got, you know, achieve his goal. Um, this season has been a testing one for him because, you know, when you invest... Uh, money into a power plant like that to have to run the uh, round robin format that they're currently running um, it, it's not a viable outcome if you go rounds you want to know that at the end of the, the day there's going to be a paycheck there's going to be points to have to go rounds and not accumulate points or, or um, 
uh, you know, get close to taking home any money. It doesn't make any sense. So unfortunately, if the uh, current round-robin system stays, I think not just Chris, but a number of races in top sportsmen will be only running at uh, the Andra format rounds like the Western Nationals. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it isn't just in top sportsmen. There's a lot of classes that the racers have said, you know, this is kind of a dumb uh, format and they're not mm. really for it. Um, Kevin, on the other hand, in Outlaw Radio, he, um, he uh, uh, enjoys the, the, uh, the way it works because he knows that he'll get six runs on the night. Yep. Um, and, you know, he's been very, very successful. I believe that he has that much of a points lead now that he, he can't actually, he doesn't even need to show up for the last two races. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at his points, but we can do that now if you want, just to be sure. But so in, in Super Sedan, we had um, uh, both the winner and the runner-up, Ray LeCocq yep. and uh, Roger Morehouse, both all fast customers. And uh, in Supercharge Outlaws, the runner-up, uh, uh, also an all fast customer. Uh, I, I've got a mental blank now. A young lady that actually made our wedding cake, believe it or not. What was this in? Uh, Supercharge Outlaws. Oh, Jody Mellett? Yes. Yeah, Jody ran her up and Christy Stephens won that one. And yes. I, I don't think anyone could beat Christy. Christy no, unbelievable, unbelievable packages all, all, all night. She was absolutely hosing the tree. Um, uh, Christine Stevens and uh, congratulations to her. But Jody was a pretty formidable competitor for her. So um, yeah, it's taken. They've had a struggle this season as well. Um, the auto shift in the car has given them grief. Uh, they've actually gone to a, a different system of shifting the vehicle now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in uh, Superstock, uh, Errol Quartermain. Uh, runner-up to um, Steve Norman. Steve that, Norman. That BMW was unstoppable. Yeah, it once really again, he, he, he's got a fair bit under the index. Steve knows how to play the game very, very well. Uh, but, you know, it was uh, awesome to um, to see uh, uh, Errol, you know, yeah. go, go through the field and, and make the finals. Yeah, most certainly. Most certainly was. I'm um, just trying to find uh, Outlaw Radio here. There's, we also need to mention Marty Mirko went out in the second round with a very unusual red light for him. Very, very unusual, mate. That that guy, you know, he's unstoppable, and you can see the results there from, uh, you know, this season. Um, three wins from six yeah. rounds. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, very, very strange for him to go out as early as he did. Uh, still got a uh, very commanding lead in the uh, uh, local point store. Mm. Um, not not unstoppable, but um, you know he would have to not show up for the next two races, and Kathy would have to win the next two races to um, yeah to, to to beat him. I think. Well, with the health, with the health. Um with, with, as it stands right now, he can still get to Mildura, race there, and get back, and not have to quarantine. As it stands right now, yep. So with the, we've lifted the the um, when he returns, he won't have to quarantine. So uh, hopefully, he can get that done. There we go. Yeah, seven hundred and five. Look at that. George Kelly's the next at four sixty, and there's some rumours that George has actually sold his car and building a big tyre car. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, and I must, I'm going to put my hand up here now as well and just add to all of this. As I'm going to put my hand up. I'm actually putting my hand up for those watching the video. <laughs> I was wrong about top sportsmen. I think we've had top sportsmen in the crosshairs 
for a few episodes and we've probably suggested that perhaps those cars should go back to super sedan i was probably wrong i think 11 cars that entered in top sportsman put on a really great show and i think i may have been incorrect they did nick but um you know and and a lot of my customers are going to hate me for saying this um it to me it, it doesn't doesn't discount what we've been saying it actually reinforces it because i feel that if you have one big top sportsman meeting for the season and and you know take it the next step um put up some big prize money uh it'll put on a good show Mm. but to have 10 and you know only have a few cars show up it's it's just not gonna cut the mustard Um, i I told him i said i think the track prep's going to be there simply because there's going to be more traffic and uh, from all accounts, I mean, Kevin, you know, running a, a 7-0, uh, becoming the, um, uh, the second car to, do, uh, to run a 7-0 at a, um, uh, an event prepped uh, specifically for slicks rather than um, radials and the third car in Western Australia to run a 7-0. Mm. Uh, he was pretty disappointed that he ran a 7-06 and he was third on the list. Yes, yes. <laughs> he made that pretty clear to me uh, on the Wednesday when we caught up, but um, nonetheless, very happy with his, his personal achievements. And I would say that, you know, it's going to be another championship under the belt for Kev, mm. um, which, you know, is great. And obviously, John Zapier resetting the, the national yeah, the record. record. Yep. Yes, yeah, most certainly. He def- definitely did. And uh, good pickup from Stewie Bond, I must say. Almost went unnoticed, but Stewie Bond picked up. He goes, I think that's a record. I think if he was. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that was uh, the trifecta. Yeah. Uh, top qualified, won the event, reset the national record, did it on the last pass. Is he did it on the last yeah. pass, yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, it takes me back to Alan Johnson tuning for Tony Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, just great. It was, it was an awesome event. I unfortunately couldn't make it down there, but I, I watched as much as, of it as I could and was keep, you know, kept up to date by customers. Yeah. And obviously, you know, over the next few days... Uh, looked at all the event uh, results quite closely. Yeah. The big story from the event is uh, Ray Lecoq. Ray Lecoq's car has been uh, suffering with a bad stumble uh, coming off the trans brake. And he has had, you know, some guys that are pretty smart, like Jeff Chasty, um, trying to figure it out. And uh, they found that if he leaves it off the foot brake, uh, you know, it's no dramas even with the two-step on it's only when he leaves off the trans brake that um uh the car has a bit of a stumble and uh no one's really sure uh whether it's electrical or um uh fuel related a lot of talk now about the um, trans brake solenoid uh back feeding mm-hmm. through through the msd system uh, but yeah, no one's really figured it out. So he made it to the finals of the Western Nationals oh, foot break. off the foot break. <laughs> yeah. And Roger actually said to him later, you probably deserve this Christmas tree more than <laughs> I do. It was a great final in Super Sedan, it really was. And it was great to see him uh, back in the nines because he struggled with that car for quite some time Yeah, um, trying to figure this out. So, you know, I believe every pass that he ran was a nine-second pass. So he was pretty happy. He came mm. and saw me during the week. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah. And Daryl Treasure in uh, Modified as well. well that was, uh, you know... Yeah, yeah, it was huge, huge. It was, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, Casey, I think Casey McClure, 
I think she'll learn from that. I think she'll learn. She ran under the she ran under her dial in by. But I just think she probably could hear Daryl coming. Yeah. But she kept her foot into it, and on the replay, yeah, she broke out by a considerable amount. So I hope, hopefully, Casey has learnt from that. But being in McClure, maybe not. Maybe that's what they <laughs> no, that's, that's what, what they that's like what to they do, do, don't they? That's, that's what right. they do out the back door. But she went, she went round. She did really well, and so did Daryl as well. And uh, to have those two in the final modified, it was a great race, actually. The final you, modified. You got to, you got to wonder whether that first round was a given for uh, for Daryl though. For Daryl against yeah, um, against Corey. Corey, yep. You know, because Corey's pretty sharp. He's he's a pretty good racer. I, I think he won the event last year. He was a defending. Uh, uh, it may have been actually. I can't remember now. But uh, nonetheless, look, all the finals I, I think were very close. Yeah, uh, it was great to see. Um, we didn't mention Super Street. We completely went past that. So yeah, in Super, and yeah, of course. How could we forget Bernie Ellaby? Of course. Now I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Bernie's son was racing at Albany. Ron, I'm pretty sure they're father and son. In the WRX, Ron. Actually, you know what? Well, Chris, Chris is one of my customers too. <laughs> don't even. I didn't even know. Yeah, that was Tang, Tango Three. Tango Three against <laughs> uh, Hermatitis. So change of the name of the car during the week. Oh, it was it's Hepatitis Hep- B. Hepatitis B got changed <laughs> to Hermatitis B. I don't know if you saw that. Got changed during the week. Is that a politically correct? Problem I don't know. <laughs> I asked the question, and no one's got back to me. So I, uh, I, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Yeah, how could we forget? But I'm pretty sure Bernie is Ron's father. Ron so, was racing so at that's Albany. a six-cylinder, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a Hemi, but it's not a, it's not a Holden. It's a Hemi. Yeah, it's a two-six-five. There you go. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's that's incredible. Yeah, it is pretty. pretty. <laughs> it's got to be some sort of a record there. Is it? <laughs> it's a, a beautiful looking car too. So yeah, I uh, if someone knows why it changed. So names, has it always had a Hemi in it? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. That I don't know. It's been racing for a long time. Mm, yeah, yeah. But yeah, two six five Hemi. Great, great result. Great result. Mm, yeah, yeah. Certainly, certainly was. Anyway, look, I mean, we'll, we'll take a short break here. That was the Western Nationals, and uh, we'll have more from Todd at Albany. Did the Albany sprint yep. right after this. All right, welcome back to the Talk and Power podcast, episode 106. I'm here with Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth, and I'm Nick DeCembri. Now, now, Todd, the, the uh, Targa Albany. Yes. I heard it was a smashing success. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jeez, can't help yourself, can you? So, uh, no, it was a good weekend. I uh, had by all uh, a new stage this year, Camp Quarrenup. Camp Coronup. Yes, uh, which uh, Ross and... Sounds like the title of an, an American teen movie. Well, it is actually an old quarantine camp from the early 1900s. Yeah, so it used to be, yeah, from the 1900s when yeah. it was a, a virus that... I don't, think it, I don't think it was a Spanish flu. It was something before that. Yeah. Black plague? Yeah, something Some, like that. Yeah. And they, yeah, so when visitors came to Western Australia, they had to quarantine there. So quarantine so is, is not McGowan looking at reopening it? <laughs> um, but, yeah, lovely spot. Um, and uh, shout out to the caretaker of the property who is actually probably going to start listening to us now. Was very welcoming to the whole Targa 
team. Uh, and yeah, great spot. Overlooks the, I think, Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver Bay, I think, down in Albany. Mm. And uh, yeah, really technical little twisty stage would be the way to put it. On the Sunday, I helped out and uh, did official duties and dealing with competitors and trying to get them to park in a gravel car park, which was the only choice they had. There was many hilarity and much stern talking to's. What was the problem with the gravel car park? The fact that you come in on race tyres and don't come in slowly. Oh. (laughs) Or every man thought that he could just park in the middle of a car park that was probably the size of this room. You need to get some big ping pong. (laughs) Anyway, um, that that was a great day. Um, It was quite awesome seeing... uh, Alex Rulo bring the Lamborghini down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, watching that drive on gravel and having to try and make that do a, well, three-point turn on a gravel car park was an experience. Well, what sort of Lambo was it? Oh, I forget. That was Giardo, wasn't it? Giardo. Yeah. 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 But some GT3 car that... Oh, it was a GT3 Giardo. Really? Um, I was quite... I had a good look over it um lexon windows it actually has a brace that comes from the roof onto the windscreen to stop the windscreen from folding in at high speed an aluminium most race. race cars do, well fast yeah. race cars sorry well, todd fast. i know but you know you don't get to see that stuff up close normally and it was just parked in a car park or if you design the windscreen properly like i did on the ba you don't have that problem yeah anyway <laughs> so the sunday was good um Lots of guys reporting that it's a nice, it's a new stage, very, yeah, fast. What was the weather like? Sunday was pretty good. Yeah. Um, rained a bit in the morning and then dried up for the runs in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Monday, again, rained in the morning and sort of rained in the afternoon. And, and picturesque scenery. Oh, yeah, Albany... I can Never spend, misses, does it? I can spend Beautiful an hour game. by talking about Albany besides the fact there was car racing on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was down there with uh, David Turk, Pitzel Culture, and he always laughs because he goes, there we are, kicking around in the Evo. But I'm like, let's go look at the blowholes. Let's go look at the natural yeah. bridge. No, let's go look at the gap. And he's, we're kind of getting funny looks if we're rocking up in this car that's carrying on the car park. <laughs> and I'm running to go take photos of the scenery, and everyone's looking in the car park going, what are you guys doing? So it's, it was quite amusing. Um, it's it's just a beautiful place. Oh, isn't it, it is. I love it. I love Albany. It's a magnificent part. So of where Albany. did where did they actually have the stages? So there was one at this camp Coronet, which you head down uh, Frenchman's Bay Road towards Whaleworld. Oh, did it used to be a military camp once? Yes. It may have been. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So there's um, essentially the, all the scenic scenery is on the right hand side. If that makes sense, heading towards Whaleworld. People yeah. that know the area. Then when you're almost at Wild World, so to speak, yeah. well, not quite, but there's a left-hand turn, which is Camp Coronup. Then the one after that is a different bit. But yeah, yeah Camp Coronup and yeah, actually I found out um, some friends of mine got married down there and all types of things. So actually, you can stay down there. It's not a quarantine camp anymore. And yeah, it's actually worth the drive. Yeah, Go have yeah. a look. No, it's good. So, um, and then, of course, the Monday was the Middleton Beach Hill Climb. Yeah. So, uh, same as last year. So, which was a good good morning. Um, 
I think Alex Rulo set a 124 or something ridiculous. Was he like, did I see right? Was he even more than 10 seconds quicker than his dad? Yeah. Like, it was a significant gap yes. between him and his and, dad. And, and how Same big car. was the gap between him and... Yeah, but he happens to be a, you know, racing car driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how big was the gap between him and the next car? I'm assuming oh. that he was the winner. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was six seconds. On the hill climb. Yeah. Holy smoke. And the next the next car, I've, I must admit, I haven't looked at the results again quickly. It, I think it was either Steve Jones and the Evo 10. Yep. Which that thing was an absolute monster. Well, the the guys need to talk to Rigoli. <laughs> so, so I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with what's been happening on the East Coast. No, I haven't. Um, uh, I, know, I know where you're going with this. I the have The TRP been. team won yep. the speed challenge, right? Um, which there was the twin turbocharged Lamborghini, yep. uh, along with a, a plethora of GDRs, um, R35s, and so on. And they also disseminated everyone at roll racing. Yes. Uh, McFry got into the uh, finals with them, and it looks like McFry is standing still. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's, yeah, you have to watch the video on YouTube. It is just, it's. Like, you, you can't... After you see that car beat so many other cars, including uh, one of the, the Supras, yep. you know, big tyre Supra there, and then the Evo just disappears into yeah. the sunset. It's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And I, I am led to believe, that as far as the speed challenge goes, um, it's got... You know, it, it only won the official results by a little bit. But um, on that particular run, Dom had to pedal it. Yeah, right. Um, okay. So uh, I believe it's got a lot more left in the tank. Is so. that, that's in seven. Uh, it's an Evo seven. Yeah. Is that? Am I talking? Am I, I think the right There's car? two. Yeah. There's Koval, and then there's another one. Yeah. Uh, I think one's a five and one's a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or six. I thought it was six and an eight. But anyway. Oh, I could be. Could yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. There are two different cars. Yeah. I think yeah. one's white and one's grey. Yeah. That's, I've, that's, I've seen the white one. Yeah, it's only what I've seen. But um, yeah. Anyway, back to Albany. Yeah, so um, hill climb was good. I had a slight technical error in my ABS, so um, after one run went up, I want to make sure I make it home, so pulled out of the event. Um, actually met some really interesting people down there. Like it's funny. Shout out to uh, Auto One. I actually meant to try and catch up with uh, Ray at Auto One. Yeah. Who's another new listener? But, um, great, great guys. Yeah, Auto One do a yeah. lot in Albany. Um, but Ray, I mean, Ray runs the store in Albany. Had his whole team helping out the guys at Targa, supplying tools, bits, bolts, whatever you needed. Yeah. Up until no, they, they're great. They're great guys. They even bought they? their half their well, not half their shop, but they bought part of their shop down to Middleton Beach Monday morning, and then Ray was contesting the sun, Sunday and Monday events in his very nicely built Escort. Yep. And actually was peddling his escort very well. Um, Ray also runs a company down there called Flying Sparks Garage, from memory. So look them up. And we will have Ray on the show in the future. Just he was very busy and I was very busy and just couldn't meet in the middle, unfortunately. So, but yeah, good day. Um, another friend of mine with an electric car um, had a very um, minor off and moved some of the armco at albany holy smoke <laughs> um 
What about that Datsun, the 260ZX? Oh, yes. oh no. Yeah. So Someone bent one of those. On the it. Sunday. Yeah. Um, That's a tragedy. On the Sunday at almost the flying finish, just sort of got the corner wrong, stuck it into a bank, and it just did a gentle roll, but it was enough that it creased the roof. Mm. That's tragic. Um, yeah, I actually had a bit of a chat with him, and he said, I'm happy I walked out away from it. But he goes, I don't know where I'm going to find another car. No. But no. Apparently, he has found another car already. Really? Yes. A 260. Yeah. So, what, uh, was it a 260? It, it, it was a 260, 2 plus 2. It was a 2 plus 2. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Um, also, uh, Trey Wilson, on his first run on the Sunday, had a... I didn't see it, but apparently it was a spectacular moment. And now, this is in his Evo? Yeah, now needs a whole... He's got an Evo now. Yeah, it needs an entire front end for the car. It's oh. about time you got a decent race car. <laughs> but, um... No, I said shout-out to my... Uh, the walking friend Shaw's of, just of, not going to cut it, is it? <laughs> yeah, shout-out to the friend of mine on Monday who put his Tesla into an Armco, unfortunately, and then, as we learnt... Uh, were there sparks? No, but... <laughs> Sorry, I They were um, <laughs> proceeding to fix it, and someone turned around and went... You know there's 410 volt going through the front chassis and like, literally there was part of the wiring hanging out in front of this car. <laughs> and then someone smart, smart ass goes, don't worry, I went for Western Power. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't uh, there a Western Power ad with that? And I, I was saying this to my poor friend that had the incident and I'm here probably listening as well and I'm sorry, Nige, but I did laugh. I did put my hand over my mouth and have a bit of a giggle. <laughs> Even though I was like, oh, you poor bastard. I had a bit of a giggle. So where do you take a Tesla to get it fixed in Perth? There's now a Tesla dealership. Is there? Yeah, Perth. Aussie Park. Yeah. Okay. And apparently they are actually very supportive of all the stuff that the Tesla guys do. Because yep. added to that, um, okay, uh, Jürgen. Yeah, Jürgen. Jürgen. Lund- Lundsman, is it? Yeah, yeah, set records and broke records and broke hearts, let's, let's be honest, down at Targa on the weekend or Albany. And that car is just strength to strength. And apparently Tesla themselves are sort of going, oh, Okay, we hadn't planned on doing motorsport, but that's what they can do in motorsport. So they're doing a lot for the EV community. Yeah. As much as people bag them out, they had to bring a generator down. They. <laughs> oh, hey, look. I was going to ask about the extension lead, but you beat nah. me to it. <laughs> they had a really good setup. Like so did they have the generator, like strapped on the boot, or? They had it's gone. Like a trailer, isn't yeah, it? No, they've, they've it's actually, got a trailer behind it. They've actually downsized. Drag challenge. <laughs> they've downsized from the trailer size generator to one that fits in the boot of a Rav Four now. Oh, really? Yes. So oh, they okay. tow the Rav Four with the Tesla. No, the the um, Rav Four is hybrid. Oh, okay. And um, they can quick charge the cars between runs, and I think ten minutes of charge is enough for them to do like a couple of runs. But they basically can keep the batteries at 50 to 60% now. Whereas before they were trickling them down to 20, and apparently the Tesla will cut out and carry on. But do you think that the criticism that was levelled towards them, not from us, but there was criticism levelled towards them at Target Southwest last year and at Target West, they were using a Ford Territory towing a diesel gen set. That was of reasonable size. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, I'm no, not no, having no. a lend. I'm not having a lend. No, no, but I do know. Do you think there was there was criticism levelled at them? Oh yeah, that? definitely. And do you I, think I, it was legitimate? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm actually, and I know the guys really well. Yeah, you do. So that's and, why we. And also, aware. they actually turn around and they tell me they're like, "Hey, we took that criticism on board, 
and we're making it better and better. I can't believe they're getting away, like doing it now in such a, that, that is an efficient manner. If they're using a, yeah. a RAV4 hybrid with something that fits in the back of that, yeah. that's, that's hats off to them. But um, so they're getting there. <laughs> they know there's a long way to go, but hey, look, you know. <laughs> you know I, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> I'm just trying to give credit where credit's due, okay? You know what I mean? Like you didn't, he didn't get it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> anyway. so, All right, Todd. It sounds like it was a great on, weekend. Yeah. On that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we'll take a break and we'll be back with more Lights Out 12 and also not in the notes, but I had to add them at the last minute. The SeaTech World Door Slammer Nationals right after this. Welcome back to the Talk of Power podcast, episode 106. Um, we just want to have a quick chat regarding supercars, the Bathurst opening round. What did you think of the Bathurst being the opening round? Not the Bathurst 1000, Bathurst 500. Getting getting used to uh, Cam Waters as the new Ford hero, is, I'm struggling with that. Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it's a bit painful to be honest yeah you sort of chewed a bit don't you you're like oh, yeah, I might barrack for the Holdens at this race <laughs> yeah it's a bit chewy uh, what did you think about the uh, the Shell team yeah look I, I, I'm not sure yet if what, what we're seeing here is an absence of Scott or just an absence of Roger Penske I'm not sure don't know mate they talked up um, Anton Anton they like I've never heard yeah any of that commentary team talk about a Ford driver mm. in that manner, it was really like, I was like, oh, this should be good then. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's credentialed, Anton, but um, yeah, he didn't... He didn't, didn't set the world on fire, that's no, for sure. No, 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 I didn't feel that. I wasn't feeling it. So in your opinion, was it the... Uh, <laughs> you <feeling> no. It? <laughs> in your opinion, was the, the pit stop and fuel load... Critical to the decider of the uh, the last race, do you think? Because that's what Scafi put it down to. No, I don't think so. I think they just had a, just a, a general lack of pace compared to compared to Triple Eight. Sorry, not compared to Triple Eight. Compared to SVG's car, compared to him, no, most certainly. Yeah. Because mm. I mean, they were they were they were there. They were there, but, but it was it was it was a matter of tense. Yeah. But unfortunately. 500 lap rate, uh, 500, 500 kilometre yeah. yeah, how many laps was it? Uh, 40, so it was a yeah. 40 lap race 40 each lap day, race. 250 k's each day. Yeah, so, so if, you, if you're a couple of tenths off, 40 laps, you're going to... Yeah, it hurts, mm. it hurts. And then the other thing, Channel 7, what did we think of their 4A? I watched both, I watched uh, Foxtel and 7, I thought it was pretty good. I liked Great it. Back. You know, look, I think the coverage was fine, but it, it was the same rhetoric as before, mm. <laughs> you know, like... Um, definitive bias towards the Holden yep um, you know which is sad because uh, they were going to win it anyway yeah. So, yeah. you know what I mean but I'm like what I am liking is the um, the promotional work that Network 7 are doing with V8s yes. now it seems to be better so now, now the big question is um, when's Andrew going to approach Super Cheap yeah, no, they should be <laughs> on their door, shouldn't they? Yeah. yeah, because they could probably get 
every class and the whole season for less than what it costed for one round of the V8s. <laughs> yeah. uh, plus us. We come with the package. Yeah. <laughs> We're part of the deal. So. Hey, uh, Lights Out 12. Let's, let's have a quick chat about Lights Out 12. Let's have a listen. This is the final in Lights Out 12. This is... Oh, this is an amazing race. Just let's have a watch of this here right here now. Here we go. Radio versus the world, baby. Final round coming at us. Who's going to go in first? That's right. There we go. Marcus Bird is in. Here comes Jason Lee. Top in charge. He's going to be good. Three. 56 and 208 miles an hour ladies and gentlemen jason lee wins his first rvw baby radio versus the world victory 021 reaction time and goes 356 and 208 marcus bird was 057 goes 358 and 202 margin of victory 56 thousandths of a second now i was wrong again in the lead up to this i think jason uh, top qualified with a three uh, with a 502 so that's that's the that's the new radio record. Yes, yes, it is. And I said that the forties were a formality. Well, it wasn't to be. We're still still no forties in radio versus the world. But I'm, and, Nick, I've got to ask you. Mm-hmm. Right, we've seen these numbers plummet. Yeah, you know, we were around for the first three. We saw the the three eighties, yeah. and and on that note, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we now have four. Australian cars running in Australia that have run 380s in Australia. Mm. Um, so, you know, definitely things are, are heating up. Uh, unfortunately, at least one of those competitors is building a big tyre car. <laughs> so, yep. so uh, anyway, that's that's another story. Um, the weight brakes have changed, haven't they? They have, yeah. So it's artificial now, isn't it? The numbers, oh, the numbers so, are coming yeah. from pulling weight out. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the promoters are a little bit embarrassed that there hasn't really been any progress in the numbers, so they're just pulling weight out of the car. Um, we see this in local drag racing, <laughs> particularly in the in the local radio scene. <laughs> when they get down to twenty two hundred pounds, what are they going to do then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. That car on the left, that one, that was a, that's a Procharger car, by yes, the way. Yes, yes. But that new Procharger, uh, you could easily house homeless people inside it. It's that big. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that new Procharger a little bit like, shortly as well in the SeaTech World Door Slammer Nationals as well. We'll, we'll, get, we'll leave that aside for now. But, yeah, you're right. I, I, I see what you're saying. And even the nitrous car's got a, got a helping hand. That was that other car was a nitrous and, car. And you know what? The nitrous cars, they're going to be very close to not being able to pull any more weight out of them. Mm. They are on the cusp of that already because they were light to begin with. Yep. Um, and then the parody issue begins. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All the whinging and moaning in the pits, you know. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I believe that... It still is only a formality, but it's an artificial formality. Yeah. If we go back to the original rules, these cars are probably... And, and you know what? Ironically, the same thing's happening here in Australia. And I've at least one radial car on the East Coast that is a 380 car mm. that is 400 pounds lighter than it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. so they've dropped 400 pounds and they've managed to go two tenths quicker. Mm. The maths doesn't add up. <laughs> 
So, look, I agree. I, I think the, 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 the 40s will be a formality, but they, they, they'll get to it. But I don't think we're going to see much performance increase. I don't know what the crowd numbers were like at this event. Um, they, they, they appeared to be good, but I haven't actually got a crowd number figure. The, the, these events, Nick, they, they don't draw big crowds, and anyone that thinks that they do is dreaming. They do sell a lot of views pay-per-view views mm. and that's what funds them essentially yep. because you know you've got a globe that that has got what what have we got eight billion people yeah right mm. so to get enough people paying 20 bucks a hit to cover the prize money it's an achievable thing if you've already got the following that you know yeah. donald long has no no i agreed with what you're saying there just to just to finish off on lights out 12 i just want to know your thoughts no time no time recorded race um um anthony sellers um decided to fly a flag during his burnouts that said I don't think you read that mate Biden and for voting for him um, it, it appeared to get the <laughs> approval from the, most of the crowd however it didn't take long for someone to knock on the control tower and, and Donald had to march down there and ask him to perhaps reconsider flying that flag what do you think is to be gained from that Nick, um, you know, I deal with a lot of races in the US and a lot of parts manufacturers in the US, mm. and I don't know any of them that voted for Biden. <laughs> don't no, no. know a single person, and I don't. I've not spoken to a single person that doesn't think it, this is in the US in uh, the the drag racing fraternity. A single person that doesn't think that the election wasn't rigged. Mm. So. Whether the rest of the, and you know, we've had this discussion before. The reality is, in this country, less than one percent of the population even know drag racing exists. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know what the the statistics are in America. Probably a larger percentage, but still, relatively small community. Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's not the first time that we've seen politics get brought into the sport. I believe Stevie Fast mm. ran Donald Trump on the side of his car. Yeah, is that correct? Did. Yep, yep. Um, so, and, and listen, for our listeners, if you're listening to this on the 13th, do not forget to vote. Do not forget to vote. <laughs> I've, already voted. Already I've already voted. voted. Yeah, I've voted already. Done it. All right, SeaTech World Door Slammer Nationals. That was on the weekend as well. Khalid Al-Balushi. What can we say about him? He has set the world record for a pro mod car. And again, guess what? Pro Charger. Good. Pro Charger on board. He went in the end. Now, on the final too, mind you. To win fifty thousand dollars. Now this is this is the same guy with the same tuner that all the controversy happened around this time last year with the NHRA. Yes, yes. So a five six one three at two hundred and fifty four mile an hour to beat uh, last year's winner, Alex Laughlin. He went a five sixty nine with an eight at two hundred and fifty mile an hour. That was in the final. So our couldn't career... couldn't beat the street outlaw guys, but. Yeah. <laughs> Wins this event, no worries. We've got something about that coming up, by the way. Have we? Yep. Have we? Yeah, we do. Oh, I didn't. There you uh, go. It's not in the notes, it's on my head. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> anyway, magnificent win for Khalid Al Belushi. And, and um, you know what? Great to see Brad Person out at the yeah. pointy end again after all of that rubbish. Yep. Uh, you know, it was really sad that whole deal. 
So you wanted to talk about the Pro Charger. No, I was just going to say, it's funny that we've had a Pro Charger win on the same weekend. Uh, or, sorry, one weekend apart. But So, <laughs> on that note, um, there's been a bit of controversy in the US about, the, about the whole Pro Charger uh, deal. Um, so, there's a, there's a group of people, you know, because if you run a roots blower in ProMod, um, so the, the NHRA ProMod deal is referred to as ProBoost in the other categories. Mm-hmm. So ProBoost essentially means you're running the NHRA legal setup. And there's been a, a bit of controversy because if you run a Roots deal, there's a certain number of supercharger suppliers that their stuff works. It You know, you'll run the numbers with their stuff. They'll give you a hand with a tune-up. Um, the turbo deal... It's a little bit different. You can develop the whole turbo deal without running the car, and then it's just a matter of getting it to go A to B down the track. Um, so when the pro charges were made legal, it raised a lot of eyebrows because there's another supercharger called the Screw Blower, manufactured by a company called PSI, mm. that's still not legal. So I did a little bit of inquiry, <laughs> and it turns out... That it helps if you sponsor the bracket. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> if you're listening, guys at PSI, maybe you should think about sponsoring the bracket. <laughs> okay. Is Norm still at PSI? <clears throat> he came back in a consultancy role. Okay. Um, you know, they, I mean, they are the chosen supercharger for top alcohol racing. Yeah. They also build a really... Uh, excellent top fuel style, style supercharger, uh, but with top fuel, you know, companies like Gibson Miller, obviously you've got a little bit of help in the tuning side of it. Mm. So, if you want to run a successful top fuel team, you need to have a guru in in your back pocket, basically. Yep. And yep. Um, uh, you know, Alan Johnson with with his engine program and so on and so forth. Those guys, um, it helps if you buy their parts, if you know what I mean. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, the, the company's still going. The biggest thing with uh, a screw blower is once you buy it, you kind of, you know, aside from getting it re-SFL every, uh, every year or two, um, there's not a lot of maintenance involved. Whereas with a Roots, you basically have to rebuild that blower <clears throat> yep. every, um, every meeting if you want to run at, at its maximum capacity, um, some guys will bring two blowers to the track and they will uh, swap blowers from yeah. qualifying to uh, racing. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting point that was made that, you know, ProCharger, uh, sp- you know, sponsoring the NHRA and mm. um, PSI aren't. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave that one there. Yeah, <laughs> we might leave that there. Todd, you wanted to talk about Street Outlaws. Yeah. Um, I remember, actually, before I was even on the show, you guys used to watch it and talk about it a fair bit. Mm. And I must admit, I went off watching it for a while because... Oh, because of us. <laughs> no, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use... I don't know if it's derogatory. Everything is derogatory now. They're wankers, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know, I, I sort of haven't watched it much... Lately, because I've been busy at work, but to see Big Chief with his hat off, I'm not sure I want to watch it yeah, again. Was, did you see that Thursday night? Was that weird? 
It's like, I'm not really sure I want to watch it again. It's is not, that him? Like, it looked like someone else. I don't even know. Do I know this guy? You can't get that image out of your Are you even watching it again now, have you? I, I happened to catch it. I came oh. home and it was on. Anyway, the thing I want to talk about is He's I... He's got a bit of an Uncle Fester look to him, doesn't he? He does. He just put the light bulb in. Maybe they could. Maybe that's how he should I, be starting I, to race. I was going to say something, but you know what? He's, he'll probably fly to Australia and beat me up at one day if I say, but you know... There is light bulbs involved, let's put it that way. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's my three-week band coming up now. <laughs> um, I started watching it again because um, they've gone back to the street this season, apparently. Yeah, yeah the no prep. The no prep's still running, but yeah, they've um, gone back to the street, correct. Never have I seen so much carnage in the first few episodes of the entire season. Yeah, so you're watching the Discovery feed then. You're not watching the Nine Rush feed. Nine, no. Nine Rush is still probably two years behind. Oh, well, I'm but watching... Discovery is, is up to date. I'm actually watching Motor Trend. Did Mot- you see the, the, the crash, like the Kamikaze? Yeah, the Elko. That, that is How someone... Well, you know what? I, I saw that on My the internet. God. I didn't see the, the crash, but I saw the result. And, you know, to all you guys out there that are considering building these type of cars, Put even Kamikaze's got a Hemi. Thank you. That's what I said yeah. to Luke as well in the episode. I said, "Was it was it my eyes? Or was that a Hemi?" Yeah, it's a Hemi. That, I mean, that car was touted as a, a home build. You know, a bit yeah. of a uh, you know the hodgepodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here it's got a Hemi in it. Yeah, Helltech. Yeah, yeah. I think it's had the Helltech. I th- it's, it's had the Helltech for a long time. Yeah, but, and I'll say, and testament though, roll cages. Even though these apparently are street cars, the roll cage saved his life in that car. It's interesting. The car actually never went over. No, it just lost the entire front end and wiped mm. out, I think, a telegraph pole. And, and about six parked cars, by the way. Yeah. Um, anyway, besides all that, I've actually been enjoying it. And the great thing is, and I'm, again, you can fast forward through the BS. Mm. I've learnt now, you sort of, if they start talking or start doing something dumb, just throw me the freaking racing, all right? Like, I wish you could do that with Married at First Sight. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, interesting. Uh, we chatted a lot about Street Outlaws with Luke on the last episode, so oh, well, yeah, get back yeah. and have a listen to that. All right, what are you guys up to? And um, anything else you guys want to discuss before we wrap this one up? Oh, mate. Drag challenge. Yes. The, the probably by the time this goes to air, mm. they may have announced the dates. Yes. What other dates? <clears throat> or oh, we can't announce them. You don't. No. Oh, you don't know them. No, I don't know them. Oh, you don't know them, or you're not allowed to say. <laughs> no, I don't know them. <laughs> you're not allowed to say. Well, tell me off air anyway. All, all I can say is that it's usually in October. Yep. Yep. Okay. Right. <laughs> and the all four day that has been announced, I believe. Yeah, thirty first. I think it was thirty first of yep. October. I believe. Yep. Yes. Yep, yeah, I'm not looking and forward to that. And is it a show or a cruise this year? It'll be a show this year. It'll be a show. Excellent. So looking forward to Get that. Get your entries in. Get your entries in. Head to our website as well. Uh, we're trying to focus on more editorials, feature stories, <laughs> and general stories. So there's a couple of stories up there. Go back and have a read and look at the photos. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope to see if you're down at Bustleton, catch up with Clint at Hold On Promotions for the Southwest um, Indoor Motors, Motor Show. Make sure you come and say hello. I'll be down there as well. He's actually organising for me to go on a on a lap with one of the burnout cars on the cruise. Oh, nice. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So that'll be good. It'll be good fun. Yes. All right, guys. Well, we'll wrap this one up. And uh, 
Well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, yeah. you'll be much the wiser from Target Southwest. I'll be much the wiser from the Swims Show. Yes. And you'll be much the wiser about it. You'll have a date for us on Drag Challenge as well. I need to work out some holidays. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. See you. Stopping Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.